It's about time for Artsing Around. And in this week's report, Andrew Dembina speaks with Juliana Choi. She's the director of Over the Influence Gallery in Central. And they're going to be talking about New Solitude, a solo exhibition of recent paintings by a very curious Brooklyn-based artist. Hi, my name is Juliana Choi, and I'm the director of Over the Influence Gallery in Hong Kong. Hello, we're standing here in front of some of the most vibrant paintings I've seen for a long time. Although, I have to say, it's nice to see an exhibition going on at all at the moment. What are you showing right now? We have the solo exhibition by Eric Parker. The show opened on November 28th, and it will run until the 9th of January next year. The show is called New Solitude, and we present around 10 new works by this artist, Eric Parker. Okay, now he's based in New York. Yes. And they're all produced this year, which is interesting, in the year of COVID, uh, in a year of lots of different things going on around the world. If we look around, first thing I'm hit with is a picture of a man and a woman. The man is kind of forcing himself on the woman. She's not looking too happy about his embrace. <gasps> and in her mind, or somewhere painted in her face, are these cartoons icons of characters almost parodying the man who's pressing a kiss mm. on her head, a, a cartoon inside her head showing a, some sort of freaky being sticking out his tongue while the other character that looks a bit like a tooth, mm-hmm. weirdly, is recoiling. And I will take that as being her. Am I correct on that one? <laughs> I think uh, that's a very interesting interpretation of the painting. So this painting that you've pointed out, it's called Same Song. And as you see, there is a man and a woman in uh, in a hug embrace, I would say. And he is kissing the side of her face. I understand where your interpretation of her not enjoying this moment comes from. You know, we see a little bit of uh, grotesque uh, motifs such as, you know, the tongues or funny faces. These are all actually within her head yeah, as caricatures. Exactly. And, you know, the artist has said, when you look at a single head, you can't really tell everything. In his paintings, it's packed with information. Yeah. You know, this also refers to it being like a 24-hour media cycle, you know, constant. We in our lives are not only surrounded by this news cycle that's on 24-7, but that's what he's also trying to reflect. So there's a whole lot of stuff happening inside the head of both of these characters and I guess we're going to see more of that as we go along around the exhibition. Yes, we will. So now we are in front of this painting which is a little bit bigger than the one we just looked at. It certainly is. <laughs> this one is called Bro. Bro is a reference to the politician Bernie Sanders' loyal followers. It is a portrait composed of a range of contemporary icons you see. These are, you know, magazine cutouts as well as guns. You see cartoon tanks. There is a collage as you're describing and we've yes. come closer. We're now inches or centimeters away from the painting. The cutouts that you say They almost look like they're painted or screen printed on. Yes. This is a common practice that the artist has been doing for a long time. Very much influenced by contemporary culture. He puts together all these different elements. And then you see these cartoon tanks um, with eyes, you know, that kind of make these tanks look humorous. These are his own creations. Yes. Right. So it's a a mixture, as you say. We've got vintage, we've got new cutouts, which are then somehow printed it on it looks as if they are yeah it's actually it's an intricate process yeah and then he's got his own caricatures yes Uh, you really do need to step up to be very close to the canvas to capture all this detail and as you step back 
everything comes into form. So you also see how we see some beach scenes here, beach landscapes. So basically, this hectic news cycle, a lot of information packed into this canvas, is calmed down by these more scenic landscapes. And the landscapes that um, Juliana's just mentioned are reflected in uh, the one figure's mirror sunglasses or in other parts of the canvas. They're moments of tranquility amongst the chaos, Exactly. Yes? This also is another way of signifying an escape from our harsh lives. Got it. The underlying tone of these beaches is also another expression of the artist's interest in climate change. Oh. The ones in the paintings are very idyllic landscapes. Yeah. The real ones today are threatened by climate change. The ones that he paints are very idyllic. They are in fluorescent colors, like a parody of a picture postcard of paradise. But there's something about them when I'm looking carefully, where the palm trees, which are not green leaves, they're pink and purple yes. and all sorts of colors, but they seem to be almost dripping, mm -hmm. almost as if they're melting. Yeah. Maybe that's to do with climate change. Yes, maybe. I mean, I think, you know, your comment about the colors, the choice of colors and all of that is also, you know, this is not a realistic representation of nature well, or the beaches. Well, it's not a realistic representation of people in the portraits exactly. either, is it? Now, Giuliani, you just mentioned this paradise that he shows as a contrast to the chaotic life in a lot of his portraits and busy, busy images. But we've just gone past a circular canvas, just like a window through to a psychedelic paradise. Does he sometimes do just landscapes then? Yes, so this work is one of his landscape works, and he does have a series where he just paints landscapes. And so this show consists of, you know, different types of work that he has worked on this year. So he's a prolific artist, isn't he? I wouldn't say prolific because it does take time to make his paintings. As you can see with the details, the amount of details in it, yeah, we can keep walking um, and I can show you for instance this is a, a painting we call a totem painting there's a unique shape of um, canvas right. so let's just describe is leaning against the wall on a yes. base on a plinth and it's very narrow and about seven or eight feet tall so you're calling it a totem like a Native American Indian decorated with stripes and panels going all the way up and all the way along the sides of the yes. canvas as well this is something that he did in the past several years so in his older works, you will also see kind of a reference to hieroglyphics. Um, yeah. And so you see the transition and the experimentation and the development from his older works into something new mm. like this, where he still keeps kind of this horizontal structure. He's building up in stripes, horizontal exactly, stripes. Exactly, in the painting. Yes, yeah. and as you say, the totem is reference to an ancient type of um, yeah. column. I've got to say, that in this particular one that we're looking at, I might be wrong, but I think I'm looking at a Hong Kong bohemia in one of the uh, stripes. Is it one of his paradise flowers, or am I seeing a Hong Kong bohemia from an American artist? <laughs> Let's say it's the Hong Kong bohemia flower, but um, as you know, flowers is a reoccurring motif as well in his painting. So it's a style he's been doing regardless of it being an emblem on the Hong Kong flag. <laughs> I think so. Okay. It's a good coincidence though, I must say. Yeah. Um, but you also see one thing that I'd also like to point out is you see words in some of his paintings, right? Yeah, phrases. Such as you betcha or crackdown or amazing. And so words 
course in paintings is also something that he had been doing many, many years ago too, you know, very text-driven. But that's something that, you know, he has developed throughout the years. Okay, and looking around quickly as you're mentioning yes. that, I see it on some, but not on others. Yes. So when we're looking at the Ubecha totem, mm -hmm. is, the, is the totem actually called Ubecha? Yes, that's correct. So this painting, this totem painting is called Ubecha. Okay, yeah, makes sense. And crackdown we're coming to now, which is a very familiar turn of phrase in mm -hmm. Hong Kong. Is it applying to America? I mean, we've got we've got a peace sign with two fingers mm -hmm. up, the classic peace sign with yes. the colors of the US flag. And the colors of the US flag are going through the word crackdown. Question is, is he talking about America or the world or anywhere in particular? I think um, the artist is talking about universally, especially this year, which we could say it's a year of global instability. And so the works in the exhibition each touch upon the many factors leading towards the mistrust of media, politics, and people in power. So this word crackdown in this particular work is very much, um, I think, relevant to this year. Crackdown is an example, maybe a direct reference to that. But if you see this other painting here, this painting called Amazing, um, you, where you see two couples uh, embracing, it just kind of signifies also the world may be in chaos, but the relationships we have will hold us together. Has he always been then for the last decade or two reflecting on global goings on? Yes, so he's always referencing a lot of political and social issues throughout his works. The artist once said, you know, as a child growing up in the early to mid 80s, he was interested in the, the counterculture of the time. At that time, it was dominated by skateboarding, punk rock, and hip-hop. And so the artist often looks back at his childhood interests when he's painting, um, especially when it comes to crafting collages from mm. vintage magazines, like I've mentioned, yeah. and that you can see throughout all of the works. Yeah. His visionary paintings draw inspiration from... Uh, you know, diverse elements of American subculture, psychedelia, underground comic books, uh, hip hop, heavy metal, as well as art historical references such as Picasso, Francis Bacon, and Roy Lichtenstein. But it is, as you say, very personal because some of those images are references that would mean something to him. The vintage pictures that he chooses are quite possibly something that he remembers from his past, yeah? Yes, I mean, I think his uh, practice of looking through vintage magazines or just going through, nowadays it's internet, right? Uh, it's kind of an evolving practice that he is adapting to the changing times. So, Juliana, a lot going on, as you've described. What do you hope that somebody who comes to visit this exhibition is going to take away, whether they're looking at one very busy painting or walking around these 10 large works. So in an interview maybe four years ago, the artist once said, um, you know, art is something we should be honest with, um, with a tiny bit of irony. It's not his intention to be provocative or to yeah. provoke the viewer, but I think he wants people to look at his works and feel and decipher what he's trying to portray. Like I mentioned before, if someone is to see this exhibition as a whole, so all 10 works, we would would like to portray through these these works that were made specifically in this year in 2020 is yes the world is chaotic right now so much has happened over this year which are not positive but you know we should remember that although the world may be in chaos 
that the relationships that we have will hold us together. There are so many couples together, actually, as you walk around. Yes, and then just the reference to words such as amazing, stay strong, same song, I think, you know, remind us of that. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you for coming. That was Juliana Choi, director of Over the Influence Gallery on Hollywood Road. She was telling 123 Show's Artsing Around correspondent Andrew Dembina about New Solitude, an exhibition of very recent paintings by a very US artist, Eric Parker. Find out more at the gallery's website, overtheinfluence.com.